Impacting the statistical and data science communities is an aspiration many of us share. Outlets for such impact include work environments where we may collaborate with interdisciplinary teams. Other newer outlets are podcasting and a variety of publishing platforms. Today, we will explore the origin story of such a contributor. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me as always is regular panelist Rosemary Pennington from the Media, Journalism and Film Department. Our guest today is one of the hosts of the Not So Standard Deviations podcast. Hillary Parker is a data scientist previously of Stitch Fix in the 2020 Biden for President campaign. Her work focuses on the intersection of data science products from deeply understanding users to designing new experiences that depend on innovative data pipelines and client interactions. Hillary, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Could you talk a little bit about your trajectory, your path that's led to these different opportunities and and, mm-hmm. and you know what what caused you to be attracted to some of these alternatives that emerged as you were in one position to go to another? Yeah, I mean, I I'm excited to talk about it cuz if I have like a soapbox, this is really one of them. <laughs> where I feel it was meaningful for me in my life to start to trust my intuition or not try to overanalyze my decision making. And so I feel like this is such a like sandpit that analytical thinkers and that data scientists fall into. So I'm always like wanting to provide this sort of alternative way of thinking about it, which is that I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) There was never like a path. I mean, I think at various points I had a grand plan about what to do, but I think what has served me really well and that I've started to understand better about myself is that for a lot of these choices, I tried to make them quote unquote empirically where I would collect sort of job interviews or opportunities or just sort of try to get enough data on how I was emotionally reacting to these things. So I could be like, it seems like I like this idea, so I'm going to do it and try to like calm down the part of me that's like, let me explain exactly why. Like this is, I feel like this is important. So I feel like in this field, there's such an impulse to try to chart things out and have the security of like, I know exactly what's going to happen. And so I think, you know, I went to Etsy because I really liked the people I interviewed with and I liked the product. And so, I mean, again, those are kind of the rationalizations I have now, but I was looking at academic jobs, I was looking at tech jobs, and that one just like I lit up and I was so excited for, so I did it. And then with Stitch Fix, it was the same thing where it just felt right. I was really excited about the product. I kind of wanted to move to San Francisco. I couldn't even really articulate why. And then going to the Biden campaign, it was like, I was having this anxiety. I had a friend there, you know, it just, everything ended up being very, um, it was a good idea at the time, you know, (laughs) it was like, And so, and I think the reality of this field now is that it's much more like that. Like, especially if you're in tech, the companies can change overnight and you need to be just, yeah, have this kind of flexible attitude. And then now I've taken a bunch of time off just because I realized like I was trying to get myself going in interviews and there was just such a pit in my stomach where I wasn't ready. And rather than trying to be like, let me write down a list of here's why. It's just like, whatever. I'm just going to keep taking time off then because it feels right right now. What what advice would you have for uh, young women who want to go into data science? We were talking before about how it's not always been a a space where there have been a lot of women in the room. Yeah. I think this is a sim. I would have similar advice where it's like, trust your intuition. Like if you're in 
an interview or with people because that yeah there's a lot of bad situations out there and so and I don't think people are evil but I just think they happen and if you don't work really hard to make them go away they're just going to perpetuate and so I feel like I've gotten really lucky in tech because I've been at these wonderful places and part of it is like the products were women-centric the managers were women so it's just it was like a very intuitive thing so my advice to women would be just to like listen to your instincts and be really discriminating about what situations seem healthy and which ones don't. So, you know, as, as you think about this, I mean, it sounds like, you know, I've, I've often um, celebrated serendipity in my career, yes. you know, the opportunities that emerge unexpected. Well, say like a podcast, you know, that was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. many of us didn't plan on that as being part of our careers or it, maybe it's avocational as much as vocational. What kind of things are you starting to pull you and what, what do you might, where do you see your future maybe heading? Yeah. I mean, I think that the, you know, I just happened to build this personal brand for myself, you know, where I have the podcast and I've done a lot of talking and I haven't really had a plan for what that meant, but it seemed like a good thing and it's something I enjoyed doing. So I am right now. So I started consulting because I just, it wasn't feeling right to go back into a company. And I was like, I've given a lot of these talks and I, I feel this need to like synthesize things. So I'm starting to think about like, how can I make the part of me that does podcasts and the part of me that likes giving talks and feels like we've gotten somewhere in our thinking about the field in a zoomed out way, how can I kind of make that more in line with my professional activities? So like the consulting, being more direct with people about the type of work I want to do versus like, hey, I can help out this big company in some way. And then also like this COVID time, I think everyone's just like having a really big moment of like, what am I doing with my life? So I'm also pursuing like hobbies a lot more and like I'm doing pottery and I've been making these mugs with like an R handle. And so I'm like, oh, how can I like, you know, make this part of the community? And, you know, so just trying to like let myself have open doors for everything. Because like you said, the serendipity is just... So I have some plans, but I'm also so much more comfortable now at this stage in my life where I'm like, those might change and I've been through it enough now that I know I'll survive. <laughs> it won't be the end of the world like I thought it was when I was 20. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this Fats and Short Stories episode. It's so good to, to be able to chat with you. Yes, thank you so much. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.